And he brings the point here that's numbered as point number 85 here. وَالْمِيثَاقُ الَّذِي أَخَذَهُ اللَّهُ تَعَالَى مِنْ آدَمْ وَذُرِّيَّتِهِ حَقٌّ And the covenant, the mithaq, the covenant or the agreement, and the covenant which Allah the Most High took from Adam and his descendants is true. Shaykh al-Fawzan, Hafidhullah, said, The mithaq, the covenant, which Allah the Most High took from Adam and his descendants, that they would worship him and not associate anything in worship along with him. This is true. And he gives evidence for it, or he, he indicates evidence for this, and says, just as occurs in the hadith, that the Prophet ﷺ informed us that Allah extracted the descendants of Adam from his back, and they were like tiny red ants. And he caused them, he caused them to witness upon themselves to his unity. And he took their mithaq, he took their covenant that they would worship him and not associate anything in worship along with him. They mention an evidence for this, they mention the hadith in a footnote, which is the evidence for this. They said from Ibn Abbas, from Ibn Abbas radiallahu anhumah, from the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, that he said, Inna allaha akhadha al-mithaqa min dhahri Adam alayhi salam bina'aman, yani arafah, fa'akhraja min sulbihi, كُلَّ ذُرِّيَّةٍ ذَرَأَهَا فَنَثَرَهَا بَيْنِ يَدَيْهِ ثُمَّ كَلَّمَهُمْ قُبُلًا قَالْ أَلَسْتُ بِرَبِّكُمْ قَالُوا بَلَا شَهِدْنَا إِلَى قَوْلِهِ الْمُبْطِلُونَ From Ibn Abbas رضي الله عنهما From the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم That he said Allah took the covenant, the mithaq, from the back of Adam, alayhi salam, at Na'man, at this place, Na'man, meaning Arafah, the well-known place, Arafah. So he took out from his backbone every one of his descendants, who were going to be produced. Or rather, he took out every one of his descendants whom he was going to produce and spread them out in front of him. 
Then he spoke to them and said, Am I not your Lord? So they said, Yes, indeed, we bear witness. The ayahs until al-mubtilun, those who called upon other than Allah. The ayahs from Surah Al-A'raf, the seventh surah, ayahs 172 to 173. And as they mention here, this hadith is reported by Ahmad and al-Hakim. And he declared it authentic. And Al-Dhahabi agreed. And Al-Haythami said, its narrators are those of the Sahih. And it was declared, its chain of narration was declared authentic by Sheikh by Ahmad Shakir in his checking of the Musnad. And the hadith was declared Sahih, authentic by Sheikh Al-Albani in As-Sahihah. Number 1623. So then back to what Sheikh Al Fawzan, Hafidhullah, said, having just said, he finished off here by saying that Allah extracted the descendants of Adam from his back. They were like tiny ants. And he caused them to bear witness upon themselves to his unity. And he took their covenant that they would worship him and not associate anything along with him. Then Shaykh al-Fawzan said, So we have iman in this. We have true faith in this. Then he said, However, this agreement and covenant is not sufficient. It is not sufficient in itself. So this agreement of this covenant is not sufficient. Rather, it was essential, along with it, to send the messengers. So therefore, Allah sent the messengers. In other words, the question is, was this covenant a sufficient proof Upon the people, that on the arm of Qiyamah they can come, and this would have been sufficient proof against them. Shaykh al-Fawzan said, This covenant and agreement in itself was not sufficient upon them. Rather, it was essential, along with it, to send the messengers. So, therefore, Allah indeed did send the messengers, sent the messengers to the people as well. Then he said, and if this had been sufficient alone, then Allah would not have sent the messengers. However, he sent the messengers in order to remind by means of them and to call the people to what is contained in it. In other words, Allah sent the messengers to the people to remind them of that covenant they already made before. To call them to it, to remind them of it, and to call them to what was contained in it. Then Shaykh al-Fawzan said, and as for his saying, he the Most High, 
وَإِذْ أَخَذَ رَبُّكَ مِنْ بَنِي آدَمَ مِنْ بَنِي آدَمَ مِنْ ظُهُورِهِمْ ذُرِّيَّتَهُمْ Surah Al-A'raf, the seventh surah, ayah 172. As for the saying of Allah the Most High, the same ayah that occurred at the end of the hadith that we heard, he said, as for the saying of Allah the Most High, Surah Al-A'raf, the seventh surah, ayah 172, with the explanation, and remember when your Lord took out from the descendants of Adam their offspring. He said, some of the people of some of the people of Tafsir, some of the explainers of the Quran, they hold that this refers to the agreement and the covenant which Allah took from the descendants of Adam. In other words, some people hold that this ayah here is referring to exactly what was mentioned at the start here. He said, but that is not the case. That is not the case. Rather, it is something else. And Allah says, he mentions a part of this ayah, min him from their backs. And he did not say, Min dhahri Adam. In this ayah here, he did not say from the back of Adam. Well, he mentioned the descendants being taken out from their backs. There in the plural, the descendants of Adam being taken out from there in the plural backs. He didn't say out from the back of Adam. So Sheikh is saying these are two different things being referred to here. And he said, Said, and the completion of the ayah is وَأَشْهَدَهُمْ عَلَىٰ أَنفُسِهِمْ أَلَسْتُ بِرَبِّكُمْ قَالُوا بَلَىٰ And he said in the completion of this ayah And he caused them to witness upon themselves Am I not your Lord? So they said, yes indeed. Then the Shaykh said and some of the scholars say the meaning of this is the fitra, the inborn nature which Allah created them upon. I mean, some of the people, some of the scholars say what this ayah is referring to here, this ayah from Surah Al-A'raf, they say it's referring to the inborn nature which Allah placed the people upon. And the creational signs or the signs within the creation which Allah set up. So that from them they should know and be aware of their Lord. Allahu Alam. So Shaykh Al-Fawzan is saying there are some people of tafsir and the reality is, as we'll, as we'll see, that there are the two groups of the people, two groups of the scholars, with regard to the meaning of this ayah. 
as the Sheikh himself indicated, some of them hold that this ayah refers to what was mentioned at the beginning, the covenant taken from Adam and his descendants, and was mentioned in the hadith, the hadith of Ibn Abbas, radiallahu anhumah. Some say this ayah refers to the same thing. Other explainers say no. It's something different here. What this ayah in Surah Al-Araf is referring to is the inborn nature which Allah has put in the people. It doesn't refer to the incident of Allah taking people's, the, the, the descendants of Adam, taking their souls out of his back and asking them to bear witness. It doesn't refer to that. Then Shaykh Al-Fawzan said, so he's saying, I've been just said that some scholars say it refers, this ayah refers to the inborn nature upon which Allah has created the people and to the signs which Allah has set up in the creation so that they should know and be aware of their Lord. And he carries on and said, so Allah the perfect created them upon the nature of Tawheed and upon Islam. And that is the fitrah, that is the nature which Allah created the people upon. Tawheed and Islam. In a footnote they mention an evidence for this. So from Abu Huraira radiallahu anhu, who said, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, مَا مِنْ مَوْلُودٍ إِلَّا يُولَدُ عَلَى الْفِطْرَةِ فَأَبَوَاهُ يُحَوِّدَانِهِ أَوْ يُنَصِّرَانِهِ أَوْ يُمَجِّسَانِهِ كَمَا تُنْتَجُ الْبَهِيمَةُ كَمَا تُنْتَجُ الْبَهِيمَةُ بَهِيمَةً جَمْعًا هَلْ تُحِسُّونَ فِيهَا مِنْ جَدْعًا From Abu Hurairah radiallahu anhu said, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, there is no child who is born except that he is born upon the fitrah, upon the natural way of Islam. And then his parents turn him into a Jew or a Christian or a Magian. It is just like when an animal gives birth to a baby animal. Do you find it, do you find it mutilated? And then Abu Hurairah radiallahu an recited the ayah Fitratullahi allati fataran nasa alayha the ayah. Surah Al-Rum, Ayah 30. The natural way upon which Allah created the people. I mean, that is the natural way upon which Allah created the people. This hadith of Abu Huraira radiallahu an is reported by Al-Bukhari as hadith 1358. So then Shaykh Al-Fawzan continues, having just said, So Allah the Perfect created them upon the fitrah, created the people upon the natural way of Tawheed and Islam. فَأَقِمْ وَجْهَكَ لِلدِّينِ حَنِيفًا فِطْرَةَ اللَّهِ اللَّتِي فَطَرَ النَّاسَ عَلَيْهَا Same ayah. Same ayah that Abu Huraira radiallahu anh quoted. With the explanation, And set, you, and set your face Straight upon the religion. 
turning away from shirk, which is the inborn way upon which Allah created all of the people. Surah Ar-Rum, the 30th Surah, Ayah 30. Sheikh Al-Fawzan said, and that, I mean that natural inborn way upon which Allah created the people, it is the religion of Islam and the religion of Tawheed. So Islam means the Tawheed which the messengers came with. And that means, I mean Islam means worshipping Allah alone, I mean and Tawheed, Tawheed, which is the religion of Islam, which the messengers came with, Tawheed is worshipping Allah alone and associating no partner with him. And that is the straight and true religion. So in other words, Sheikh is saying that some of the people of knowledge, they say this ayah here, it refers to Allah having placed in people's inborn nature the natural way of Tawheed, being of Tawheed and Islam. That was placed in their nature. And that's what this ayah refers to. Then he said, Yet along with this, Allah didn't suffice just with that. He put in people's nature, He put Tawheed, the inclination towards Tawheed, and He put in Islam. He didn't just suffice with putting that in their nature. He said, Along with this, He set up evidences proving His Lordship. From that which they witness in themselves with regard to the amazing way in which they have been created. Allah gave them signs as well in their very creation. And in the amazing signs which are a proof for the Creator, He the perfect and most high. That's something, something which Allah did that he placed in the people he placed signs for them in themselves and in their creation signs that he alone is the creator then he said and likewise he set up for them in front of them in the heavens and the earth and in the created beings that which is a proof for the creator For indeed, these created things must have a creator. They could not have just appeared or come about without a creator. So that's something else that Allah has set up as an evidence for the people. Themselves, the great signs in their, their own creation and the creation around them as well. Evidence is for them, pointing towards the Creator. And he quotes an evidence, saying, I mean, just said, proving that these things could not have just appeared, could not have come about without a Creator. Then he quotes the ayah, Am khuliqu min ghayri shay'in am humul khaliqoon. Am khalaqu samawati wal ard, bal la yuqinoon. Surah Tur, the 52nd surah. Ayahs 35 and 36. With the explanation, is it that they were created by nothing? 
Or are they the ones who created? Or did they create the heavens and the earth? No, they do not have certainty. And with regard to the, the, these ayahs, then the great Mufassir, Shaykh Abdul Rahman ibn Nasir al-Sa'adi, he points out the way in which these ayahs are an evidence in his tafsir, and he said, this is an extra point, Shaykh al-Sa'adi said about these ayahs, these two ayahs, ayahs 35 and 36 from Surah Al-Tur, he said, this is evidence upon them using an affair which it's not possible for them, me those those who deny Allah. It's an evidence upon them, using an affair which does not enable which does not enable them which does not enable them to do anything except to submit to the truth or to depart from what is necessitated by the intellect and the religion. An explanation of that is to say that those people who deny Allah's sole right to worship and who deny his messenger, that this necessitates their denying that Allah created them. And it is confirmed in the intellect along with the legislation that the affair cannot escape one of three affairs I mean everything, the creation it can only be one of three things either they those people, either they were created by nothing I mean they had no creator who created them rather they came about not having been brought into existence and having nothing that brought them into existence they just came about. And nothing nothing made them come about. Nothing created them, brought them into existence. This is something impossible. Or they are the creators of themselves. They created themselves then. And this is also impossible. Because it cannot be imagined that something has produced itself. So when these two affairs are nullified and are clearly impossible, then the third matter becomes certain, that it is Allah who created them. And when that becomes certain, then it becomes known that Allah the Most High, He is therefore the one who alone deserves to be worshipped. In other words, when it's confirmed that Allah is the only one who created, He's the only one who created them, then it's known that He is the only one who deserves their worship. And that he is the one for whom worship is right and befitting. And it's not right or befitting for anyone besides him. He the Most High. Then back to what Sheikh Fawzan said. He said, and he quotes a couple of lines of poetry in the same regard. فَيَا عَجَبًا كَيْفَ يُعْصَ الْإِلَاهُ أَمْ كَيْفَ يَجْحَدُهُ الْجَاحِدُ وَفِي كُلِّ شَيْءٍ لَهُ آيَةُ with the explanation, so how amazing! How can the one deserving of all worship be disobeyed? 
Or how can the obstinate denier deny him? When every single thing contains an evidence for him. Proving that he is one. Sheikh Fawzan said, so everything in front of you proves the unity of Allah and bears witness that he is alone in having created all these created things. Then he mentions the ayah, إِنَّ الَّذِينَ تَدْعُونَ مِن دُونِ اللَّهِ لَنْ يَخْلُقُوا ذُبَابًا وَعَلَوْا اجْتَمَعُوا لَهِ Surah Al-Hajj, 22nd Surah, Ayah 73, with the explanation that those things which you call upon besides Allah could never create a fly even if they gathered together to do it. Shaykh Al-Fawzan said, So the creator, Al-Khaliq, the creator is Allah, the perfect. No one creates along with him. So therefore, I mean this being established, so therefore, how can something else besides him be worshipped from those things which do not create and do not provide provision and do not possess the ability to bring benefit for themselves, no harm. In other words, the Tawheed or Rububiyyah having been established, this leads automatically to affirmation of Allah's sole right to worship. That because He is a sole creator, therefore, He is the sole one who deserves all worship. Nothing else from what is worshipped creates anything. Then He said, So the meaning of the ayah from Surah Al A'raf, Wa'id. وَإِذْ أَخَذَ رَبُّكَ Surah Al-A'raf, Ayah 172 The witnessing of this ayah, he said, this ayah refers to the witness of the correct inborn nature and the witness of the created beings to the unity of Allah, the perfect and most high. And it is not or there is no possibility for anyone to have an excuse on the day of resurrection and therefore say, Inna kunna an hadha ghafilin. Surah Al Araf, the same ayah, 172. Because of this, no one can come on the day of resurrection and say, We were unaware of this. Sheikh said, No, it's been put in your very nature. It's been put in your nature. And the Sheikh said, so using blind following of others is not correct in the face of decisive proofs and clear evidences. In other words, on the day of resurrection, it won't be it won't be correct either for someone to say that he committed shirk, he worshipped others besides Allah, because he found his forefathers doing so, and that was an evidence for him. No. That's where Sheikh Fawzan ends the explanation of this particular point. And just finally, as we saw, Sheikh Fawzan, Hafizullah, he takes the view of those who explain this ayah to refer to the inborn nature that Allah has placed in the people. The witness of the inborn nature that Allah has placed in the people. And that it doesn't refer to the taking out of the souls of the descendants of Adam from him and their being verbally asked to bear witness as he indicated 
there are some people who held that. Uh, in that regard, then Sheikh al-Albani, rahimahullah, he was one, one of those people who held the other view, who held the view that the ayah from Surah Al-A'raf and the hadith and this mithaq, it's one and the same thing. It refers to one and the same thing. And Shaykh al-Albani refutes those who disagree with that. And you'll find it in As-Sahihah, volume 4, pages 161 to 162 and thereabouts, under hadith 1623. And part of what he mentions, I'll just quote a part, he says, Ibn al-Ambari said, the position of the people of hadith and the major ones from the people of knowledge hold that this ayah hold with regard to this ayah I mean the ayah from Surah Al-A'raf they hold that it means that Allah took out the descendants of Adam from his back and then from the backs of his descendants I mean they took Adam from Adam السلام, they took his descendant, his direct descendants and from their descendants they took theirs and so on each one was extracted Generation by generation was extracted and placed in front of him. And they were in the form of little ants. And then he took from them the covenant, the mithaq, that he is their creator and that they are created beings. So they bore witness to that and accepted it. And this was after intellect had been given to them, which enabled them to understand what was presented to them. Just as happened to the mountain when it was addressed, that intellect was given to it. And the camel when it prostrated. And the palm tree when it was heard. He gives some examples. Then he quotes, Just as he, Ibn al-Ambari, quoted from Ishaq ibn Rahawai, from the great Imam Ishaq ibn Rahawai, that he said, the people of knowledge were agreed that Allah created the souls before the bodies and that he caused them to speak and bear witness. And then Shaykh al-Bani goes on to explain that there's no contradiction between this ayah from Surah Al-A'raf and between the hadith of Ibn Abbas radiallahu anhumah and there's no reason that we should take it to be anything except what's apparent from it. That it refers to Allah extracting the descendants of Adam from his back and causing them to bear witness to this covenant. And likewise, was also mentioned by Al-Hafidh Al-Hakami in Ma'arij Al-Qabool. Ma'arij Al-Qabool, he mentioned the same thing as well. That there's no contradiction between these two. And Al-Hafidh Al-Hakami mentions that the covenants are actually three covenants. And he mentions the first covenant being when the people were taken from the back of Adam. That they bore witness to, his, to Allah's unity. And to the fact that none has the right to be worshipped besides him. Then the second covenant that he mentions is the fitrah as was referred to in the ayah from Surah Ar-Rum that's the second covenant 
And then the third covenant is what the messengers came with. On top of that, that Allah sent the messengers, ordering the people and commanding the people to worship Allah alone. And that third one is what establishes Allah's proof upon the creation. The first two are not sufficient in themselves to establish the proof upon the creation, which is why Allah sent the messengers as a final is to establish the proof. And then Al-Hafid Al-Hakimi said, so all of these, there's no contradiction between any of these, rather they're all, they're all confirmed by the book and the sunnah. And he mentioned, and as for the saying that this ayah from Surah Al-A'raf, it refers to the covenant and taking the pe- people's witness, the, people, the descendants of Adam were taken from his back and bore witness. Then he said that was the saying of the great majority of the people of Tafsir. Rahimahumullah. Wallahu a'lam. Walhamdulillah. Wa sallallahu ala Muhammad.